Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Hey beer lovers, it's Friday, it's 5pm again and I'm drinking tea. I'm sorry to everyone. Um, drinking every day started getting to me, I've got to be honest. I mean, we've we've had a bit of a heavy week in terms of, of drinking in our community in my in my notes it says uh, to talk about the live show but i think i want to first start by talking about the hangover after the live show <laughs> oh my god um you know when you get hung over during the week and you go into the office and it's all you can do to not put your head on the desk <laughs> turns out when you just work from home and you have a really bad hangover you do just put your head on the desk and then get woken up when someone calls you genius genius that's what happened to me on Thursday morning. It was the Imperial Stout oh, yeah. that, that did Sealed it. Sealed the deal. Because everything else was pretty pretty sessionable, and I forgot that and treated the Imperial Stout like it was the uh, the 4% Berliner Vice. Yeah, man. I think I polished everything off. You went back and mind-swept at the end, did you? Yeah, well, I mean, as we were drinking along, I was pretty much finishing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I felt pretty bad the next day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I felt very hungover. But... Um, what a hoot, man! What a great, what a great event! What amazing, you know, interaction we had with everyone. It really felt like we were in the pub. Yeah, especially the fact we were all drinking the same thing. It was fucking fantastic. The drink along was absolutely amazing. So if you don't know, we were selling cases via our uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, beer merchants, so that people could drink the same stuff that we were drinking. We sold nearly 90, 90, 90, 90, 90 of those boxes. cases. Wow. Yeah, so we had 90 people drinking along with us, which was amazing. Everybody drinks fast. Like <laughs> I was, When we were looking through the comments, people were like, what's the next beer, please? And I'm like, what? I've barely had a sip of this last one. Yeah, I reckon there um, must have been some cheating there because it was they were like really racking them up. I reckon they'd started early doors. Um, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Maybe they, they'd already got ahead of the game. Um, but that was a lot of fun, and we got to to um, deconstruct the beers as we went. I think lots of people were really impressed with the Keller Pills. Uh, mixed reviews for the Saison Dupont, which I get, you know, it's a... it's a Divisive beer. Divisive beer, most Saisons are. Like, it's a pretty potent flavour, but there's obviously no hop and not a huge amount of malt character. Mm. Um, so it's a bit of an unusual one, so we, we, we totally understand that. But it was wonderful to be able to drink along with people, and we got so much interaction, and it was... Like being in the pub, arguing, arguing <laughs> over beers and beer styles, and um, yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun. I made the quiz. We we got so wrapped up in it that I forgot to read out the answers. <laughs> so that's why it was a two and a half hour live yeah. show because I was about to wrap <laughs> it up, <laughs> and then like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, kept some sanity because uh, I was feeling a bit wavering. 
in the end. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, shout out to Heather again. She was, I don't know whether you can hear or tell when Heather t- says something to me, but she, she is uh, orchestrating it to, or at least was on Wednesday to a very real extent. I was as chaotic as you. She's I think. the producer in, in the live shows, let's say. She is. Keeping us on yeah, the straight absolutely. and narrow. Well, <laughs> I don't know if she managed that, but she tried. Um, but yeah, so we yeah we had it was also one of our best uh, viewed live shows ever. So we had about 150 people at any one time. Um, we pe- we've peaked higher, but we've never maintained that. So hopefully that means that we're getting our live show skills together and making it a really compelling thing that you know you will watch for two hours. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say thank you a to all the people that messaged afterwards. We got so many uh, Twitter and Facebook messages saying that was awesome. Um, but super special thanks to the fact that we got about four or five new Patreons. And uh, when we remembered to mention Super Chat, that worked like a dream. Yeah, that I mean, that blew me away because we, we were just watching the, the live chat coming in and then bang, someone's donated five pounds to you. And the, my God, that felt amazing. Um, knowing that, you know, in these hard times, people felt that you know, that strongly about us and helping us do what we do because obviously all of our ad revenues fallen off a cliff right now. So bloody hell, it meant a lot, didn't it, Johnny? Yeah, it really did. And and, and once people cottoned on to what Super Chat is, where you can make little donations to get your comments sort of highlighted, uh, lots of people were doing it. And, and we raised more in that sort of half hour period than we do monthly in advertising revenue on youtube so like i was practically in tears yeah. um I, I only cry at marley and me um and apparently super chat on youtube wow. those are the only things that get yeah, to me big softy <laughs> you owen wilson so, uh, dog loving softy yeah it's, it's not owen wilson let's be honest it's not even jennifer aniston it is is the dog why do they make you love a dog and then kill it like fuck those cruel. filmmakers is it disney i haven't seen it it sounds very cruel Disney? It's not Disney. It sounds like a Disney film. I know it's live action. I've seen the the cover to it, but I've never watched it. It's, you know, I'm 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 not sure who made it, but they're not human. They're not they're not kind people. <laughs> monsters could be Disney then. <laughs> yeah, they're monsters. Yeah, Ooh, oh, bird. Don't you know? Dis- Disney have shares in all kinds of yeah. companies that may one day offer us a That's TV true. show. So we love no, Disney. I do love Disney. I am actually a Disney Plus uh, watcher because my sister's. Very nicely, let me uh, watch it through uh, one of the accounts. There you go, Brad will take money where he can get it. Just yeah. sponging off his sister, off of people on YouTube. Yeah. That's how you get through. Um, yeah, so uh, we're going to do the drink along for our next live show again. We're already in talks getting that box together. Um, and we'll try and get it live a little bit earlier than we did last time because I realised it was a bit of a rush. So thank you to everyone that still managed uh, to grab a box. Um, and it will be just as special as the last one, hopefully. Yeah. Because uh, there were some fantastic beers in there. Um, what else do we need to talk about? So, yeah, a couple of hours before our lovely live show, we put our weekly video live. Um, it was something I've done in a long time, which is cooking, specifically baking. Um, so I've been working on an imperial stout brownie recipe for quite a few weeks in lockdown. Um, I'd done so many batches, I was giving it away to the neighbours, like doing a knock and run with brownies. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that went live. Uh, didn't get a huge amount of views. Clearly, you guys would rather we talked about beer. But the people that did watch it, we got some lovely comments. Um, and the recipe, I assure you, is absolutely beautiful. It's the best brownie I've ever uh, ever made. Um, but yeah, so we got lots of lovely comments. And then 
Uh, one that just went, what an absolute waste of good beer. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. From Murphy E. Bass. Mur- Murphy E. Bass. Mur- Murp High Bass. I don't know. What do you make of that, Johnny? I mean, I, I mean, I've been cooking this week with beer too, but I cooked a beef stew, and I, I, I didn't want to drink it, so I put some San Miguel in my beef stew um, because I thought, "Fuck that, I'm not <laughs> it's drinking." Just not it. appropriate beer for beef stew. I, Maybe a beer. No, I should have had something darker and something, uh, you know, with flavor. With flavor, yeah. I think it, the only thing it added was a bit of sweetness. And to be honest, I was trying to deglaze my pan with it. So um, it failed at doing both of those things, by the way. So I wouldn't recommend <laughs> so it. So don't cook with Sam again. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend drinking um, it or eating it. But some beers, like you found, I believe, were great to cook with, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so my, my response to this guy was like, it's weird because nobody says like cooking with wine, like making a risotto and using wine is a waste mm. or whiskey cream is a waste. Yet for some reason, beer... Beer geeks don't like seeing beer putting put in food, um, so that that's what I responded, and 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 he was he was having none of it, um, which is a shame. I like to change minds, but some some minds cannot be changed. And you know, if, if he wants to drink his beer, that's great, uh, but he does, probably doesn't have thirty bottles of Imperial Stout he's got to get through. And if I can put a hundred <laughs> mil of that into some brownies and drink the other two hundred and thirty mil, that's probably better for me. Yeah, it's it's better for you, and I think it's also a reason to crack a beer, right? It's a reason to crack something you've been holding on to, potentially. Yeah, that's another way of looking at it, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have cracked that and drunk a whole can of that on my own. Yeah. Um, and because I couldn't share it, I put, yeah, only a third of that, um, or just over a third, into the recipe and, and drank the rest while cooking. I can't think of a, a better hour to spend. I don't think it was a waste of beer at all. Mega. No, I think, I think it sounds great. It's inspired me to... Uh... To get involved, I just need to get some flour now and some chocolate and some other vital ingredients and some Biscoff, mate. I bloody and, love Biscoff and dark beer. I you need, you haven't got any. Have you got sugar? Any of the? Ingredients? Uh, yeah, I've got some sugar. It's probably some random sugar. I try to sort of not have that much sugar. But all saying that, all I've been eating during lockdown is sugar because you just eat it by the spoonful if it's in. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen that video, that recipe. So it's an imperial stout and Biscoff. Uh, brownie recipe and it is legit amazing and a great way to spend some time and 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 have an imperial stout at the same time i wonder if you could email me that johnny or could you send it via snail snail mail royal mail well the actual brownie pd yeah yeah i'll take it however you want to send it to me just a big old wadge of that brownie mate straight through the post i mean i do have um I do, I do have quite a bit left, still half of the tray, and I probably shouldn't eat all of it. Don't that. tell our listeners. So I can either give it to my neighbour. They'll or... all be after it, mate. Yeah, they might be. Um, so, yeah, not going to start mail order Imperial Stout and Biscoff brownies. Um, although there could be another revenue stream in these tough times. Yes. Um, I don't think I've got the required paperwork. Uh, maybe a Patreon benefit could be Johnny's Imperial Stout and Biscoff brownies. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, do watch that video. Uh, and also, if you're in the market for some beer content, I uh, had another piece go live on Good Beer Hunting, uh, all about Mikella. Ooh. Um, so I went over and, and had a chat with Mikkel, the founder, uh, back in very start of February, so just before everything went wrong, um, and wrote about uh, his Imperial Stout Beer Geek 
uh, well, Big Eat Breakfast was the original. So it's the story of McKellar told through that beer because that beer really set him on the trajectory that he's on. Um, and it's one of my favourite pieces I've ever written. There's some fantastic quotes um, about how Beer Geek Shake was invented, which was when they added loads of vanilla. Um, and it was a typo in an email and they added um, about seven times more vanilla than they were supposed to. And it was delicious. Holy shit. Um, so there's lots of interesting anecdotes in that story. Did you know that Ben and Jerry's ice cream, I can't remember which one, if it's Ben or Jerry, one of them is basically unable to taste anything. So the reason why they have so much flavouring in their ice creams is so Ben or Jerry is able to taste it. So they put like... Wow, so he's got like a Nosmia. Yeah, or, it's not. I think that was what it's called, Nosmia. Yeah, I watched a, a, not a documentary, just a, a little short thing about those two guys sitting around... Uh, actually, I think it was on Disney Plus. It was it was on the Jeff Goldblum ice cream show. Which, my God, if anyone is out there and are able to watch Disney Plus, Jeff Goldblum is a joy of a man. And that that is a combination of two of my favorite things: ice cream and Jeff yeah. Goldblum. So he's basically amazing, and he's he, he explores all these little subcultures, whether it be tattoos or ice cream. Or denim, and he goes off into these. <laughs> Is ice cream a subculture? I don't know, man. I mean, he kind a of sub zero culture. Am I right? Of, <laughs> he sort of made it one, and uh, yeah, he spoke to Ben and Jerry, and, and one of them has got Nosnia. So the, the, the whole thing, why it tastes so like crazy strong, is because of that. So there you go. What a story! You know, one of my great regrets in the craft beer channel is that we were in Vermont filming our documentary, and we didn't go to the Ben and Jerry's uh, factory. You're telling me, mate. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. I, I would have liked to go to Hershey's, That could have sent that, that documentary viral. I know, I know. Oh, you don't want to go to Hershey. Hershey is filled. Ah, come on, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's nasty stuff. I really, I really dislike I, it. I mean, it's not chocolate as we know it, but then again, you know, our chocolate to Americans is like, what the it's, is it's, it? It tastes of, of butyric acid. It tastes a bit like sick. Yeah, it has got that sicky quality to it, for sure. Um, <laughs> it's an acquired taste, mate. Come on. Ah, baby sick is indeed an acquired <laughs> taste. Um, so yeah, that story about all about McKellar is live on Good Beer Hunting. Um, so do check that out. Uh, I did a little video at Warpigs last time I was in Copenhagen, so you can check that out as well. Copenhagen is a place we need to go cover properly once this is all over, because Brad's never been and it is an amazing beer town. Yeah, man, it's it's for pretty much number one or two on my, my hit list of uh, beer towns yeah. I need to get to, so... Let's make it happen once we're allowed to move around again. And hopefully uh, the air flights aren't ten times the cost they were pre uh, all of this pandemic nonsense. Mm. Well, we'll get a boat, motherfucker. We'll get a boat. We can buy it. We can buy a little boat. We'll buy a dinghy and then we'll we'll sail across. That'd be easy, right? We can do that. We can sail across. Uh, not in a dinghy. Not in a dinghy? Mm, okay. No. Okay. It's like 13, 14 hours over to France. Easy, for a mate. Start. Easy. We'll just paddle with our hands. In a... We'll take some beer. Oh, it's not even a sailing. No, thing. no. We'll we'll take some beer. Oh, that's more than fourteen hours. We'll, we'll paddle with our hands. We're gonna we're gonna get a rum ham, like in um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. If anyone out there is a fan, they uh, they go out in a little dinghy with a ham that's been totally soaked in rum, and then they basically fall asleep. 
have like crazy hallucinogenic sort of dreams from not having drunk any water and they get stranded out at sea. Uh, it's quite a dark, quite amazing episode. Yeah, rum hams. So we're going to get rum ham, Johnny, on, on our boat to nowhere. <laughs> I just thought I'd let that one run. Okay, yeah. Rum ham trips to Copenhagen. That's how we're going to celebrate the end of lockdown. Uh, I mean, that's the name of the podcast, uh, sorted at least. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to Copenhagen next. Um, but before then, before lockdown finishes, um, we've also got a podcast coming out on Sunday. So this month's bubble, uh, so our long, longer episodes are coming out on Sunday. And this time we've taken the uh, subject of coronavirus and we've given it a little twist. So uh, Rob and I interviewed three people who have been on the podcast before, interviewed under very different circumstances, and we brought them back to get their perspective on what's going on. So we spoke to uh, Andrew Mizzle of Alcohol Change UK. So having a chat with him about how alcohol, uh, our relationship with alcohol has changed because of lockdown, um, how we reckon it might change in the future and what to do if you think your relationship with alcohol has uh, got slightly out of balance. Um, it's really important to check on your mental health and check that that hasn't happened, yeah. that you're drinking for the right reasons. Um, and then we chat to John West, who's a financial journalist, about what impact this might have on uh, both breweries, like breweries' budgets, um, breweries' profits, but also mergers, acquisitions, consolidations in the future. So are we going to see more buyouts, less buyouts? Who's more likely to get bought? Stuff like that, uh, which is obviously a huge concern uh, if you're into or believe in in independence and small business, which Brad and I passionately do. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we talk to Tim Anderson, uh, who's one of my favorite chefs, uh, big Japanese food lover, and he's got a restaurant called Nanban down in Brixton. And we have a chat with him. Um, he's a big, big, big geek. And we have a chat about what's going to have to change with restaurants because restaurants are in the same boat as, as pubs, um, possibly even worse um, because you know restaurants are hurt more if um you don't have a lot of expendable income uh in a society so yeah we um we have a chat around all those issues and try to tie it together um and it's a really interesting episode there's lots of really key and important points made um that are terrifying yeah man that sounds scary and uh foreboding but also very informative um Hopefully. On a lighter note, Tim Anton, what a guy. I remember going, we went on a press junket to uh, Pilsen with with the man. Uh, how many years ago was that, do you reckon? That would have been 20, uh, four, 2015, yeah. I reckon. It was, a, it was a, couple of ti- a couple of trips to check back at this point. And uh, I remember being quite amazed by him because he just wanted to eat and experience every different flavor thing he could try. So he was buying like really random, uh, I remember like just street food, like weird things. As soon as he got off the flight, I think he got a really dirty looking hot dog at the airport, um, which <laughs> blew my mind. So I was like, this guy is like a freaking master chef dude. And he's eating the filthiest hot dog thing that I've seen. Um, and I thought he's, wow, he's, he's kind of like slumming it, but obviously just a flavour adventurer, right? I mean, like he's super into beer as well, isn't he? So, yeah, he just wanted, yeah, just wanted to taste absolutely everything he possibly could. And at the at the hop festival we were at in Pilsen, he was buying stuff from all the stalls, um, stuff that we were like turning our nose up and going, oh, I'm not sure about that. I remember there there was some barbecued meat, and I think we couldn't quite establish what, <laughs> what meat it was. And he was like, No, I'm having it. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. We actually did some cooking with him on the channel. Uh, shortly after that, I invited him on the channel and we cooked a vice beer uh, pork katsu, uh, which was really really delicious. I still use that recipe actually. I cook cook uh, like Wagamama style katsu uh, for me and my partner probably about once a week actually, and we use that recipe. Amazing. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes so that people can can see that recipe and see both me and Tim looking young and fresh faced. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so listen to that podcast and also check out that, uh, links to both, um, well, no links to the podcast won't be in the show notes yet. Cause it hasn't gone live yet. It goes live on Sunday, but, uh, links to the Tim video will be along with the video to this week and our live show. Um, yeah, that's 20 minutes, brothers. The, the commute that no one's doing should be over by now. Yeah. Um, so all that's left to say is check out our video on Wednesday. Uh, and we've got another live show coming the week after that. Um, and we also have a live show coming on f- next Friday because we're teaming up with Ned the Sneb, uh, who we did our cheese and beer matching with, uh, to do a live show all about beer and cheese to support local cheesemongers in the UK. So next Friday, tune in for a live show on our channel. Uh, I think it's at 9pm on Friday. Ned is amazing. Ned, Ned can spin a, che- spin a cheesy yarn. They're his friends. Um, it's probably going to be another two and a half hour live Actually, show. more, more. I think we're going to get more esoteric with uh, Ned in the mix. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So do tune in on that. So we've got so much going on, and I hope we're not overstaying our welcome here in lockdown. Um, thanks for tuning in to everything that we're still doing, those that are. Um, and yeah, we will, you'll hear from us on Sunday, see us on Wednesday, see us on Friday, and then see us on the Wednesday after. Bloody hell. God, they're going to get sick of us at this rate. Not possible. The Bubble Podcast is brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. Head to youtube.com slash the craft beer channel to watch this week's video and over 400 more exciting episodes. If you love what we do, please, please, please do subscribe and even join our Patreon at patreon.com slash craft beer channel. Love and beer. Oh.